Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello and welcome to your one-stop shop for everything haunted and spooky, the Haunted Estate. Make sure to call our toll-free phone number, 1-877-260-3428, to tell us your scary story. And don't forget to buy my book, The Home Reader, A Paranormal Journey. You can find it at thehauntedestate.com. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another day, another episode, another day, another dollar. Am I right? Do you hear me? No? Is that weird? I know I'm weird. Anyways, guess what I'm doing right now? I am not only here in your ears. I am live on Facebook. I'm doing a live feed, so obviously in real time, it's over. But if you're one of these few people who are watching currently, it's going to be like some serious... Uh, What's that movie? Inception? A little Inception? Something along those lines. Feel free to head over to Facebook.com at any time. Leave questions. Don't forget to call me toll-free at 1-877-260-3428. There, you can tell me your ghost stories. Ask me your questions. Tell me your local folklore. Any local ghost legends? We all have them. Don't pretend that you don't. So again, guys, don't forget to head over to thehauntedestate.com. There you can find a link to buy my book, The Home Reader, A Paranormal Journey by Selena Myers. It definitely is about my journey into the world of the paranormal. Ha, get what I did there? Anyways, moving forward there, you will also find an Amazon banner. So if you shop at Amazon, please go to my website, click on that banner. It will take you to my portal. You don't have to pay me any money, but whatever you do buy, I get a kickback. That always makes life better for me. Anyways, how are you guys doing today? That is a question. Uh, I went to see goats. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Can we just... Can we just talk about goats quickly? It's not paranormal. It's not spooky. But but goats, okay? They're furry. They have weird eyes. They gallop. They eat food out of your hand. Okay, okay. Mm. 
I'm reminiscing. I truly am. Anyways, tonight's going to be a great episode. I've been getting lots of calls, lots of stories, and I am so excited to share them all with you. And don't forget that you guys are this podcast. Send me your stories. Donate to the podcast if you want. I do pay for all of it out of pocket. So as I say it tonight, your stories, my stories, and everything spooky in between tonight on The Haunted Estate. First up, we have a wonderful call. I just clicked on it. It is Kevin from Kentucky, so let's hear a little bit more. Kevin, I do have your book. Um, well, I don't have your book. I have your address. You called it and you let me know it. Thank you so much. I am going to send out those books as soon as I do get my hands on them. I had to order some more copies as I sold out, but selling out is good. I'm totally a sellout. I'm kidding. I'm actually a loser. Um, I also want to mention that I am doing this podcast, Sans Pants, um, and it's magical. I also want to talk about an epiphany that I had last night. This is the dumbest thing that I've ever done. I was writing something up for the podcast, and I went to write the word infamous, and I typed it, and I'm like, infamous. And then I was like, oh, and I realized that this entire time, when I read it, I say the infamous house instead of infamous. And my husband just looks at me and he's like, you're dumb. And I'm like, I'm so dumb. It's just one of those things where it, your brain, whatever. Anyways, let's go forward. Let's jump into our first phone call. That is from Kevin in Kentucky. Hey, Selena. It's Kevin in Kentucky. Uh, as I stated, I live in Kentucky. It's a small town in western Kentucky. And growing up, you know, we we hunted a lot. I lived between two railroad tracks here in Princeton, and we would walk the tracks looking for a dove or a squirrel, quail, whatever you know was the season was in. Well, just a little ways up the track, there was a a barn out in the middle of a field with a pond, and we'd go up there all the time. And the doves would fly in, or the squirrels would be up around there. So me and a buddy had went up there one day. And we heard something in the barn as we walked up to it, and we walked in, and here was a, what I said it was an old man. He was probably in his 50s at the time. I was probably 14, 15. Me and my buddy kind of looked at each other like, this ain't right, because he had a, a girl with him, and she was probably seven or eight, if that. And we kind of startled him, and... We spoke to him, knew who he was, and they left and went back back toward the neighborhood, which just was up three or four hundred yards behind the barn. Well, we we talked about it and didn't think anything more about it. We finished our day of hunting. I went up for a few days later and sat down by the barn just watching for anything to come in. Had already been in it, knew there wasn't anything in it. It's just old tobacco barn. And I heard something beside me and looked down and it was a hand he'd reached out from underneath the barn a hole in the barn right at the ground level I immediately jumped up just scared to death because I, you know, I didn't wasn't expecting something like it had already been in there and when I jumped up I actually shot the hole I went back around inside and there was absolutely nothing in the barn now what it was I don't know but that barn was always I don't know 10, 15 degrees colder than any place else around there. As a kid, I got to where I didn't even like to go up there. And I've been around that barn since I was, you know, eight or nine years old, you know, just running the neighborhood with everybody else. 
Now, was it the little girl, something happened to her, or was it something else? I don't know, but I've always wondered that. Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work, and talk to you later. Bye. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Thank you so much for calling in, Kevin. Your calls are always some of my favorites. That story really does bring a lot to light. The temperature, the girl seeing the man there. That's one thing that really does make you question. As a child, you saw that older man with that younger girl, and you instantly thought, whoa, something wrong is is going on there. And that's one thing that people, I feel like, are understanding more, is that that intuition, that gut feeling, is a real feeling. It's a real thing inside of us that you need to listen to. It's not lying to you. That gut feeling, you, it's never wrong. Like you go into a meeting, you meet a guy and you're like, oh, he's sketchy. You know that. The, it's not just social cues that you pick on. It's just an energy that people emit. I feel like in every single episode, I talk about energy. That's what this whole world is. It's it's energy. It's you name it, it's just this delicate balance. And obviously, you went in there in that moment, and maybe, you know, a lot of people who say maybe it was a pedophile or something like that, they definitely are reoffenders a lot of the time. Maybe there was another young girl, maybe she was there trying to get your attention to be like, hey, hey, stop this, stop this. Or a lot of people who do die in traumatic experiences like that, say like there was a girl who was going to talk or whatever, and he decided I'm going to kill her so she can't talk or anything along those lines. And uh, he had killed her. Maybe, you know, her energy, her spirit was still there and reaching out to her, like, like to you, like, save me or just, you know, stay here, m- save that other girl, that kind of thing. So, again, I appreciate your call so much. It's cool that you live in Princeton. I live kind of near Princeton, Ontario. Uh, it's, a, it's a really country rural town as well. So I hope to hear more from you, Kevin. As I said, you're always one of my callers. You all are my favorite callers. Anytime I see that there's a call in my inbox, I'm like, oh, yeah. And you know what makes me really excited is when people add me on Snapchat because the only place I put out my Snapchat address is on the podcast. Um, There's two places that I really want you to follow me. I really want you to follow The Haunted Estate on Facebook. If you can't find it, go to thehauntedestate.com. There's a button. It'll say join the conversation on Facebook. Click on that and Snapchat. Add me on Snapchat. It's at Selena's Life. So at, uh, or I think you just type in Selena's Life. So C-E-L-I-N-A-S-L-I-F-E. Next up, we have a caller who actually works in a recreational area. She sent me a wonderful email detailing what she does, along with some links. So I'm going to be posting those links in today's um, episode link bar type thing. It's called, let me try and think right now, episode, episode, link, blog, episode links. God, I say it every episode. You'd think I'd have it down by now. So along with this story, she talks about a Belmont House estate. Uh, you can click on that. You can read about it. I'm going to read a bit about it here. I want to say a huge thank you. I would love to hear. I've listened to the call just because I listened to it yesterday and I've come back and I re-listened to it. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll just say this before I play that because 
I have ADD and I can't get things done all at once. So I want to say a huge thank you for that. I love when people call in with local folklore, that kind of thing, because once you jump into some local folklore, if I Google it, it really takes me on an adventure of more things to look out. So let's jump right into this call. Hi, Selena. First of all, I love this podcast and I am super stoked to get my hands on a copy of your book. I wanted to share with you some of the local haunted history where I'm from. I'm a park ranger in a county in Maryland, and we have a lot of historical properties dating back a few hundred years or so. I thought you might be interested in some of their background, so I'll share a few stories that I picked up from park workers around the county. I personally only had a few experiences, which I'll share as I talk about various sites, but there are some places where pretty much everyone who works there has had some sort of experience. So the first site I want to talk about is Belmont Manor. And I emailed you a couple links so you can check out the pictures and a little more of the history. This is a beautiful house. It was built in 1738 on an 85 acre lot. It has 20-some rooms on the second floor, large ballrooms, dining halls, entertainment rooms, and like staircases that go everywhere. It's really beautiful. So the house sits on this giant hill and it has huge meadows and lawns surrounding it and woods at the perimeter. My Recreation and Parks Department acquired it just in 2012, and it is kept up by the Historical Society. It's had a number of owners, but it was restored, and it's just stunning now. There's also a um, giant state-of-the-art kitchen, which is, like, bigger than my whole apartment, which they use for weddings and stuff, and I'm very jealous of it. So there are a number of stories associated with this house. Nothing too crazy that goes on. It's just interesting, I think. So the manor sits at the end of a mile-long driveway, and lining this driveway, there are huge old trees and you actually can't see the house until you're right in front of it and it's like looming over you on top of this hill. It has gorgeous gardens. There's a cemetery way in the back and we actually hold um, deer management sharpshoots here at night over the winter and I find it kind of funny. None of the other rangers believe in ghosts but they also all refuse to work sharpshoots here because they get so creeped out. One ranger was telling me she was stationed at the front of the house and heard what she thought was a horse whinnying right next to her. She wrote it off probably as being an owl or something and then later learned that a former owner used to keep thoroughbreds on the ground and that some of his favorite horses are buried standing up in the hill that she was standing on, which is like right in front of the house. Another coworker and his wife had just moved to the area and were as of yet unfamiliar with the parks and historic properties. So one night, his wife is driving along this road that parallels the large property where the manor is set way back. She's driving moderately quickly and playing loud music up ahead, she saw a woman standing on the grassy shoulder, dressed in a long, very old-fashioned dress. She was about 20 feet from the road, but then as she drove past, suddenly the woman was right at the passenger side window, screaming. And the screaming was so loud, it sounded like the lady was in the car, despite the loud music and the windows being rolled up. Startled, she looked back in her rearview mirror as she continued driving and didn't see anyone, naturally. And then pretty much every maintenance worker I talk to, they say, you know, when new folks are brought on, if they don't believe in ghosts, they'll believe soon enough. So there's a, a lot of stories about a little girl who used to live there. According to the history of the house, there's a five-year-old little girl who was accidentally killed by a carriage. And she's been known to cause mischief throughout the house. She's been seen in windows, and she can be heard running around. So this one guy I was talking to said they actually bought her a doll to play with to help discourage her from messing with their stuff. He said when they come in in the morning, they'll find the doll in different spots than where they left it the night before. Sometimes, just as a prank, they'll take the doll and leave it on their boss's chair or in his desk drawer, which I think is awesome. 
The same guy told me that late one night he was walking up the manor after an event. And the basement, let me tell you, is super creepy. It spans the width of the house, which is very wide. And it actually has this Prohibition-era vault where they used to store alcohol. And the door to it is, like, three feet thick. And I refuse to go in there because I always think the door is just going to, like, swing shut and I'll be stuck in there forever. Anyway, this fellow had stored some of the items from the event in the basement. He shut off all the lights and was doing a sweep of the first floor when he saw a light coming up from the basement stairwell. He walked over and was able to hear footsteps from down below, but he just decided the lights would stay on all night. He finished locking up the house and he left. He and I agreed that we both get a very strange feeling when we're driving away from the house. Personally, I can't look at it in my rearview mirror. I feel like the house itself is staring at me as I head down the long driveway and Maybe it's just my active imagination, but I I won't look at it because I'm, like, convinced I'll see something or someone, like, watching me as I leave. And then various images have been caught on cameras, including curtains being pulled back in photos after people had gone through the house to make sure no one was in the house before taking a picture. We've seen pictures of faces in windows and one of this um, shadow figure on the roof of the house trying to, like, climb in a window. So anyway, that is Belmont Manor. I hope you enjoyed that. I'll probably share a couple other local spots sometime soon. Uh, again, nothing too creepy. It's just, it's very interesting. And pretty much every time I go in there, someone has some new story of some kind of shenanigan that has gone on. So anyways, hope you enjoyed that. Bye. Yes, yes, yes. I am sure that everyone listening to this podcast can completely 100% agree that we would love for you to call in and tell us more. Hearing those kind of things put together, I, I don't quite remember everything that I said yesterday, but things that make these hauntings real is when people keep talking about them and people keep giving them life and the energy to feed off of and those stories are insane those are some you know those really classic stories that like you'd say around the campfire and I'm sure that there's many times that you have been around a campfire and you've shared those stories working where you do and I also want to say I just want to take a little break ski here I'm super jealous I'm super jealous of your life and I'm super jealous of your job how many people in this world could be like, I work in the wilderness and it's awesome and there's spooky stuff. Yeah, see, you you sound cheery. You sound happy. I like you. Um, I, I have your name somewhere. I think it's Amy. I did Google it. I'll find it. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Yes, it is. Okay, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Sorry, I took a moment there. But yes, please do call in again. I'm actually going to read a bit from one of the links that she did send to me. It does have pictures, goes to a whole website. So make sure to head over to www.thehauntedestate.com. Click on that and check it out for yourself. So it does see it is called the Belmont Manor and Historic Park. So um, I'm looking at the picture here and I'm like, geez, and they have a gallery and rentals and like, girl, did you hear me snap? And I did one of those head things like snap, boop, boop. Okay, you know, I need to start adulting. I refuse. Okay, here's a bit of the history on this Belmont Manor. In 1732, Caleb Dorsey of Annalopolis. Annapolis and Hockley in the hole on the Severn River. Wow, say that seven times. Let's try, I'm gonna try it again without screwing up. In 1932, Caleb Dorsley of Annapolis and Hockley in the Hole on the Severn River had purchased the land in which Belmont now resides. Caleb Dorsey's son had several iron forges on the creeks that fed into the Papsco. Papasco River? Wow. Amy, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this. I'm terrible. Anyways, a bustling and prosperous port then thrived in Elkridge. One of Dorsey's sons, also named Caleb, was an avid fox hunter. While tracking a rare gray fox, Caleb found himself in unfamiliar territory near the home of Priscilla Inn. Their fortuitous meeting resulted in a friendship and eventually marriage. The elder Dorsley gave the land to his son as a wedding present, and the younger Caleb built the manor on the house. On either side of the front door were placed two carved plaques, CPD 1738. Caleb, Caleb and Priscilla had three sons and six daughters. When Caleb died in 1772, his son Edward inherited the property, along with the iron forges and several other tracts of land. After Edward died, his headstrong daughter, also named Priscilla, gained ownership of Belmont. Priscilla eloped with Alexander Hansen in 1805. Hansen founded the Federal Republican, a pro-British newspaper. He invested quite a bit of money into the endeavor. Hansen's unpopular views resulted in his being attacked. During the War of 1812, he suffered permanent injuries. In 1815, Priscilla received her inheritance, Edward Dorsey's property that she would name Belmont. After Harrison's death at the age of 33, Priscilla tried to run the farm, but financial problems beset her and she sold parcels of land in 1830 and 1839. She mortgaged the estate for $1,500. Realizing that her son Charles was addicted to gambling, to gaming, gaming, good lord, Priscilla stated in her will that if Charles ever compromised the estate, it was to be transferred to his wife and her family. In 1875, the property went to a sheriff's auction where it bought, where it brought $25? Really? However, because of Priscilla's foresight, the auction was contested and the property reverted back to Charles' children in 1879. His daughters, Anna Marie and Florence, stayed on the property while other siblings moved away. In 1917, the property passed to Mary Bodwin Bruce, a descendant of Caleb and Priscilla Dorsey. Mary and her husband Howard restored the estate to its original beauty. Howard Bruce was the vice president and general manager of Barlett Hayward Company, a small steel factory. 
His prominence increased during World War I, and he became well-respected in the financial and political arenas. During World War II, he was awarded the Distinguished Service Medal for his vital contribution contribution, contribution, good Selena, good job, to the war production effort. Although Belmont remained a working farm, Bruce's predominant interest was in raising and breeding thoroughbred horses. He became the owner of the farm, Billy Botton, who won numerous races, including the Grand National Handicaps and the coveted Maryland Hunt Cup. Billy Barton was buried with full... Billy... Barton is buried with full track on in upright position alongside another one of Bruce's horses. <laughs> That's so weird. Near the time worn born barn in 1961. After Howard Bruce's death, the property passed to his cousin, David Bruce, the original former ambassador to Britain, who in turn gave Belmont to the Smithsonian Institute. The system. Smithsonian converted Belmont into a conference center where generals, vice presidents, astronauts, and many other notables were able to meet in a quiet, controlled setting. In 1983, the 85-acre estate was sold to the American Chemical Society, which continued the tradition of providing excellent hospitality to world leaders. In 2004, Belmont was purchased by the Howard Community College. The community college added a added hospitality classes to the Belmont experience while continuing the same traditions as the two previous owners. On June 21, 2012, Howard County Recreation and Parks Government purchased Belmont to ensure the stewardship of this beautiful site for the residents of Howard County. Sorry for butchering some of that. They have, uh, let's, let's, let's browse. So there's history. There's a gift shop. Sorry. I feel like a lot of people on here would just understand I see soaps and I see candles. Mm. I'm sorry. Let's see where this is. Um, I know you sold us. So this is Belmont Woods Road, Elkridge, MD. So you know what? If you're from there, go and be like, hey, I heard about this place on the haunted estate. And I'm sure everyone there will be like, damn, we got some ghost stories for you. So I hope that you guys really enjoyed this week's episode this week. Good Lord. <sighs> guys. Guys. Why is, like, not even adulting, why is lifing so complicated for me today? Do you ever get this? Where it's just like, hi, I'm awake. That's about all I can do today. I had some moments. Let's talk about today quickly. Mm -hmm. I had to go get a prescription. I was wearing, like, this super flowy long skirt. And underneath it, I was wearing a slip because the skirt is see-through. So I'm walking down an aisle, and I feel something. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. This is not good. And I looked down at what's behind me. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't the skirt. No, it was the uh, thing that goes underneath the slip. Mm -hmm. So the silky, skanky looking slip is about three feet away from me. My skirt's totally see-through. So I go and I run and I go and I rip it up my body. But I get up. Guess what? Guess what? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There was an old man. There was an old man. He watched it happen. Uh, and then I turn to go down and there are two ladies waiting in chairs giggling. So, uh, yeah, we're going to say that they saw that too. Along with that, with this giant flowy skirt, I was walking out and I also tripped and that was wonderful. So I came home and I got into bed and I'm like, I'm not doing this. And I ordered a pizza. So don't tell my husband, he'll be jealous. Anyways, 
moving forward, I'm going to try and pre-record some episodes because lifing is just too hard for me. So I love you guys. I hope you're having a great day and I'm going to try and keep up with my schedule of every other day. Again, <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts this time. I love you guys. I hope you have a spectacular evening. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.